Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington coming to you from high above home plate in National Park. I've got Dave Nichols from Federal Baseball and Doghouse on the phone after the Nationals snap a six-game losing streak against the Cubs with a 4-1 win tonight in the nation's capital. It's all about Max Scherzer, Dave. He gave up a season-high seven runs when he faced the Cubs at Wrigley Field in May, seven hits, four of them home runs. And, of course, he struck out 20 batters the next time out on the mound after that start. So who knows what's going to happen start to start with Scherzer. Uh, looking to win three straight for the first time this season. Five Ks from the first six batters he faced, eight from the first nine, nine from the first 12 batters and four scoreless and hitless, 15 up and down on 62 pitches. Got up to 16 batters retired to make us think about it a little bit before he hung a slider to Addison Russell, who hit a 3-2 uh, break, hanging breaker out to left field to tie it up at one at that point. Two hits allowed total on the night, 11 Ks on 96 pitches. Just a dominant outing for Max Scherzer. The way he looked at the beginning, uh, Dusty Baker even said he started to think about Max Scherzer doing something special tonight. 11 Ks and a win is good enough for me, but really dominant outing from Scherzer. Yeah, Scherzer can do something special just about every time he goes out there right now. Um, you know, like you said, just completely unhittable here at the beginning. Um, settled into a really nice groove. Made the one mistake to Russell, but... Uh, um, you know, I, I don't think Dusty Baker maybe, but I don't think any of the players on the field will, will admit to it. But this was a big win for the Nats today. You know, uh, it keeps the winning streak going. You come off of the sweep of, of Philadelphia and the debut of the D.C. Strangler yesterday. Um, you know, they've won seven out of eight, whatever it is in a row now. Um, you know, got swept by the Cubs when they were out there. But this is a big win for them today. Scherzer are making a statement saying this is our field. Um, if you're going to try to beat us here, you're going to have to do something special to beat me. And um, he was just tremendous, just a tremendous uh, uh, appearance by, um, you know, by part of, well, part of the one-two punch that the Nats have at the top of their rotation. So, guys, he looks dominant from five rows up. I know you were home watching this one. Uh, Dusty Baker said, asked what was di- different this time around. He said he was getting strike one. He had control of all of his pitches, a tremendous changeup working fast, so he's keeping the defense in the game as well when he did actually need them. Uh, what did you see watching it at home? It just looked like a dominant outing. Uh, his slider, in particular, early in the game was just a devastating pitch, really a sharp breaking slider. He was throwing it inside to the lefties, breaking it on the back foot. Just really uh, really looked great with the slider first. So what else did you see from Scherzer? Well, yeah, he was getting a lot of ridiculous swings and misses on his slider and on his changeup, too. Uh, excellent location with the fastball, really painting the corners inside and out. Uh, I, I thought he was getting some calls there, so I, I actually went and looked up on the, uh, looked up the pitch FX data over the course of the game, especially since Iasonia isn't the greatest uh, behind the plate. <laughs> but it, it turned out, if anything, he was getting squeezed a little bit. So uh, that, that's, that's just a fantastic outing that he had today. Uh, I saw a little snippet of, uh, of an interview with him uh, in, the, in the locker room on the post-game show, and he, he mentioned he thought his location was good and actually thought his, uh, his change-up was inconsistent tonight. But uh, he, it, it seems to have worked out for him. Uh, uh, aside from that, that one slider that, uh, that he hung up to Addison there, uh, just a great outing. 
that's an inconsistent change. I think 90% of the pitchers in the league would take it. Kyle Hendricks on the mound for the Cubs, Dave, 4-5 and five and 11 starts with a 2-9 OERA, 3-0-4 FIP, 1.98 walk per nine, 7.51 K per nine, 198-258-300 line against, and 68 and a third. Held the Nats scoreless through six innings when he faced them in Wrigley in May. Uh, walks Worth, uh, Worth scores from first on a single to center by Harper. Really nice play by Worth there. Looked like he was quite possibly out at third base. Slid into uh, Chris Bryant's glove there, knocked the ball loose, and then was able to score on the play. Uh, single to center field by Harper, one nothing at that point. Opposite field home run by Wilson Ramos. RBI single by Espy in the sixth, uh, three to one at that point. They get up four to one and take this one from the Cubs. Uh, Hendricks gave him a lot of trouble last time, but didn't look as sharp out there tonight. Well, Hendricks is a really good pitcher. You know, everybody talks about Arietta and Lester. Um, Hendricks is, is really good, and, and um, like you said, they had trouble with him in Chicago, but, uh, um, you know, they were opportune, scoring opportunities today. Um, Ramos looked with the nice poke. Um, yeah, really good job of base running on work on that play to um, to slide into the into the throw. Um, hard to know, you know, whether even the throw was coming at that point or not, but, uh, um, you know, the, the, the Nats, uh, you know, the, the offense wasn't uh, as predominant as it was over the weekend against Philly, but um, opportune and, and and enough against a really good pitcher. Doghouse, uh, we saw them walking uh, Bryce Harper to get to Ryan Zimmerman all throughout the series in Wrigley Field. Tonight they did it with Murphy. Uh, they walked him to load the bases for Zim in the fifth. 0 for 2 tonight at that point for Zimmerman. 2 for 21 versus the Cubs to that point on the season. So you can kind of see why they're doing that. Uh, he strikes out pretty weak at bat there. I think it was a three-pitch at bat, 2 for 22 with six Ks that so far this season. Uh, Cubs actually walked the bases loaded twice and got out of it. Dusty Baker said that Ryan Zimmerman has a track record. If they keep on doing this to him, at some point he's going to make someone pay. But uh, just kind of rough for Zimmerman to see him struggling like this when they're giving them those opportunities and the Cubs are challenging him to beat them and hasn't been able to do it so far this season. Yeah, and he is certainly pressing a little bit. I think that uh, strike three pitch that he swung at uh, that, that first time there was at a ball up around his eyes, you know, maybe up at his chin, but that was just he chased way up out of his zone trying to trying to make something happen there. Um you know, it, D- Dusty's right. Zim does have a history. Uh, we, we can talk about, you know, mindlessly sticking by a veteran, but if there's one veteran in this lineup you're going to stick by, uh, might as well be Zim. Uh, he's, he's certainly going to come around. He's, he's – <laughs> oh, and, and forgive me for thinking this. Uh, are, are we going to get to the, the play in the night to remind me about that? Uh, Zim's, Zim's going to come through. Uh and he's he's not going to take it personally at some point. He's just going to produce. And th- there's going to be some point where Harper uh, Harper gets that walk and, and Zim comes through. It wasn't tonight, but uh, certainly the rest of the lineup picked up the team there. This, this was a good team win overall. Yeah, you mentioned that diving, diving play at first base, really just a fantastic uh, hash brown, Zim can pick it kind of play. Uh, not really nice play by Sean Kelly covering there too, Dave. Uh, what do you think about Ryan Zimmerman at first? Uh, we talked to him at Nat Fest. Still can't throw the first. <laughs> we asked him about uh, the fact that he switched over there full time last year and ended up getting hurt, so he didn't have a lot of time. He said he's comfortable over there before the season even started. Looks even more comfortable over there now. Uh, what's your assessment of Ryan Zimmerman, first baseman, after the first year plus of him over there? 
Hey, what's that? The, the line from Moneyball? Uh, tell him, why should he get hard? Oh, it's incredibly hard. <laughs> um, you know, Zimmerman uses, Zimmerman uses the same quick reflexes that he did at third base to um, to pick it. Um, you know, he, he, there's been there's been less of a transition than I thought that there might have been um, on plays like there were today, where um, you know, feeding the pitcher, you know, on quick plays like that, um, going backwards to his left on balls as opposed to was right like he did at third base. Uh, you know, I think Zim is a, is a fair first baseman. I don't think he's a great first baseman. Um, if, he, if he played there two or three more years, he might end up being very good. But I think he's a fair first baseman. And to ask a guy who's done nothing but play on the left side of the infield his entire life to switch over like that in the middle of his career, essentially because he can't make the throw anymore, I think he's done a fine job. I think he's done a fair job. And, um, you know, and it just, just shows the pro that he is. Um, that he's made the transition uh, really as, as easily as, as, he, as he has. They had a 4-1 lead going into the eighth inning. Uh, Oliver Perez and Sean Kelly combined to strike out the side, uh, wondering if they're going to bring Papelbon out again. He doesn't come out. Apparently he was spotted in the dugout, Dusty Baker said afterwards, that Pap was feeling sore and he was ailing, really didn't have Pap available tonight. Uh, asked if it was his arm. He said not his arm, just sore. They will reevaluate him tomorrow. So they're a little circumspect there with the details of what was going on. But Sean Kelly comes back out for the ninth. Uh, Rivera warming in the pen, but they did beat him. Sean Kelly wrapped it up there. Uh, some sort of problem with Papelbon would explain a lot of what's going on, the lack of swings and misses, the velocity dropping a little bit, the fact that he's getting uh, hit pretty hard on his fastball and his slider this year, significantly uh, higher averages against those pitches than they've had in previous years, but uh, we've got a touted Sean Kelly as a potential replacement if and when they need to do so, but he was really dominant out there tonight, and uh, what do you think about Papelbon doghouse as well? Well, I'm not sure what they mean by sore. Uh, if he is yeah. is literally physically sore, or sort of you know metaphorically and psychologically sore, or if just you know his stuff is sore, and and maybe he needs he needs a, an extended DL stint here to try and uh, uh, recover his uh, velocity, command, and movement. Um, I, I think we saw flashes of the future here tonight. You know. Uh, even with uh, uh, with Perez as your setup guy, Kelly came out there and, and looked pretty pretty darn dominant. You know that was that was a solid outing. Uh, nice nice bits of swing and miss. Uh, good good velocity. Good command. Um, you know honestly, when when Bilal comes back, okay, if you if you can't send Popplebond down with a sprained fastball, you know, maybe you give Rivero an option. Uh, Send him down to, to AAA to, to work through his issues that he's been having recently. But uh, whatever Pap's source of soreness is, uh, not, not that I'm wishing for injury, but you know, crossing my fingers that he'll be given a chance to sort it out, not on the 25 man. Dave, uh, Betsy Baker offered what several of the beat reporters go, uh, described as a defense of Jonathan Papelbon this afternoon before the game. Uh, reporters are asking about whether he was concerned uh, about Papelbon. Uh, he mentioned that a lot of his troubles have come against the Phillies, which is fair enough. Four of the nine earned runs he's allowed have come against the Phillies this year. Uh, he talked about possibly keeping out of the game against teams that he's struggling against, which is kind of a weird thing to do with a closer, which he explained. He said 
pardon me for reading a little bit, but uh, I think this is kind of important. This is what people don't understand is that there are certain psychological things that you have that you have to have. I mean, you start chipping away at the guy's confidence, and then you don't have the same guy. It's easy to say put someone else in, but then what happens when they don't do it? Do I go back and say, hey, man, I was just kidding. Until you find somebody better, this is what we have. Instead of us getting on him, let's pull for him and send him some positive vibes. You know what I mean? He's a potential all-star. This guy has 16 saves. Uh, he asked what the top was, which is Juris Familia's 21 right now. Papelbon seventh in the National League with 16. He said, you take away his saves, and where are we? He's one of ours, and until then, until something else, or if it doesn't happen, then he's still one of ours. Uh, there's a lot of those rumors going around we've discussed the last couple of days. It's certainly interesting uh, what Dusty Baker had to say in light of those. Yeah, you know, there, there have been an awful lot of rumors the last couple of days, really for the last couple of weeks, and uh, it all is all boils down to the fact that uh, um, Papelbon's fastball isn't fast anymore and his slider isn't sliding. Um, he really is a shell of the pitcher he once was. Um, the Nats really have very little they can do about it other than continue to run him out there until just there is absolutely no other option um, because he got assurances from the team that when they traded for him that he would be used as the closer. So um, up until the point where he, where literally his arm falls off, the Nats don't really have much option. Um, if they go out and trade for um, a, a, an all-star caliber closer a la Aroldis Chapman a la Andrew Miller um, then you've got a whole other debate but I don't think the Nets do that until Papelbon is completely incapable of doing any job let alone the closer's job because I don't think I think I think the day they remove Jonathan Papelbon from the closer's role they will DFA him because I don't think they will be able to carry him on the team any longer um, whether he was sore today um, from from pitching outings like something he did, maybe he got hurt in the pig pile, um, maybe he went out and got drunk last night. Not that I'm saying that he did. I'm just saying that any of those things could have happened um, as to the reason why he didn't pitch today. Um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's a good day because he didn't pitch. As much as he's struggling, I'll just note that I really hope his arm doesn't literally fall off because that would be a horrible thing to happen. Doghouse, uh, Wilson Ramos, opposite field home run of the sixth, RBI singles by Espy and Revere, follow that, 2-1, 3-1, 4-1 at that point. Uh, this is my semi-weekly, uh, please extend Wilson Ramos, uh, just the opposite field power on display there. I just have in my notes, just wow. Yeah, that was that – was... <laughs> I really didn't think he got that. And, okay, it was a little bit of a wall scraper. But, yeah, that, that's always been Ramos's thing. Sure, he can he can really turn on one and crank it many rows back to, to center or left. But he can get a hold of one and really push it out there the other way to right. And that was, uh, that was a, a beautiful hit to watch. Hayward made a really good effort on that ball. I, I was – thinking he was going to haul that back, but it was just just a little bit too far. He had to reach a little too far over the wall and uh, couldn't close his glove on it before the, the wall yanked his arm back. And did you see that nice play Solis made on it? As it bounced there <laughs> to the back of the bullpen, Solis barehanded it, you know, like he'd just stolen it out of the hand of a kid, that big grin, grin on his face back there. Yeah, uh, good baseball night all around, uh, and, and that was just one of many sparkling moments for it. 
Nationals 40 and 24 on the year. Cubs 43 and 19. Dave Gio Gonzalez versus John Lackey tonight. Uh, you think Gio can keep this run going, or are you a little worried about him after what you said the last couple of times? Well, he has been shaky the last couple of times out. I mean, this is the big matchup. Uh, um, Lackey's been very good this year. Uh, Gio was very good at the start, has struggled his last four or five starts. So, um, yeah, this is an important start for him. It's nice that the the Nats have a W in their back pocket in this series because, um, frankly, Gio's the shaky one. So let's see what he's got tomorrow. 40-24 and 24 after the win. 4-1 tonight in the nation's capital, snapping a six-game losing streak to the Cubs. There's a nice atmosphere in the park. A lot of Cubs fans, they're boisterous out there, but Nats Park showed up as well. Uh, Nats Nightly, sponsored by federalbaseball.com. We'll talk to you guys after tomorrow night's game. Go Nats.